October 24th, Riker, I'm going to make up the uh, my crimes of the past few days uh, talking about schlocky 80s bullshit uh, with a movie that I know is one of your favorites. Yes. Uh, Mi- Midnight Meat Train. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah. 2008 Midnight Meat Train. Mm. By so the way, I'm gonna, I, what I'm a great d- name for a movie. Oh, it is amazing. It is a great name. So I'm going to admit that it has been a few years since I've seen this movie. So I'm going to kind of let you lead the conversation a little bit. Uh, my okay. memory, my memory is a little hazy on it, but I will start out by saying that one impression that lasts, that has lasted with me all these years since I've seen it is just the brutality of this movie. Yeah. I think in particular, you were talking about um, Raimi's death in the beginning. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi. Okay, so Midnight Meat Train, for those that are unaware, um, is a short story in the Book of Blood uh, written by Clive Barker. Clive Barker, of course, uh, Hellraiser fame. Um, His first movie, Book of Blood, was a piece of shit. I didn't like that. I don't think it was translated well. This movie is really good. And now they've got Book of Blood on Hulu, which is an anthology series, and you're, and you have said good things about it, so I need to start watching that. Is that correct, sir? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll talk about that before the end of the I, month. If if you're telling me it's it's good, then I'm going to go check it out because it's it, it's worth watching. It's not it's not my favorite, but it was it was one of the you know it's one of those anthology movies where after you're done watching, you're like, huh, that was pretty clever. I liked it. Oh, great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, a, good anthology movies are hard to find. Most of them are so hit or miss that they end up being a miss. Um, maybe if we're lucky, we'll talk about one that came out this year that has a very special cameo to me in it. But anyway, let's get back to Midnight Meat Train. Sure. Basically, um, it starts out, you're on the subway, um, uh, and... Uh, these these businessmen are on a subway and they hear some racket going on in the car next door and they go check it out and there's this tall dude in a suit yeah. uh, and uh, his name is Mahogany. He's played by Vinny fucking Jones. Uh, this is the second movie, by the way, that Vinny Jones doesn't have a speaking word in it at all. Mm-hmm. And he is flat out murdering people with a, um, a butcher's mallet i think it's this yep. big shiny yeah. fucking hammer and you think oh well if i just got hit but with that that'd be oh no this these mallets are designed to break bones and crack skulls and shit like that yeah um and so that's kind of how the movie starts and um so right out of the gate you're getting like gore yeah and it's and, really fucking great yeah and vinnie cool. jones vinnie jones if you're not familiar he's been in snatch he's been in lock stock and two smoking barrels and then oh, yeah. he w- he was the juggernaut in X Men: The Last Stand. Um, the, uh, he was the juggernaut, bitch. That's, That's right. right. And yep. so, and then we switch. We go to Bradley Cooper. So Rocket Rocket Raccoon is in yeah. this film, and uh, Bradley Cooper plays Leon. He's an uh, he's a photographer. He's an artist, right? Yeah. And he's a he wants to he wants to uh, he he wants to make a name for himself. So his girlfriend Maya. It puts a meeting together um, with uh, w- with uh, with this woman who owns an art gallery, um, yeah. and she's gonna look at her photos. By the way, 
Her name is Susan Hoff. Do you remember who played Susan Hoff? Uh, I don't know. Susan Hoff? Brooke fucking Shields plays <laughs> Susan Hoff. <laughs> That's she amazing. She looks at her photos, his photos. She throws them on the table. She says, this is all garbage. There's nothing real about this at all. Yeah. Go find some pictures that are real and raw. So this really bums him out, right? Yeah. And, and oh, by the way, um, Leon's a, um, a vegetarian, so that becomes really important later. At any rate, so he decides, well, I'm going to go down to the seedy part of the subway and check some stuff out. So he, like, starts legit stalking this woman, attractive woman, down into the subway around midnight. And there's right. nobody on the subway, right? Yep. And this woman disappears, like, gone. She's gone. And this really bothers him, right? And so he goes to the police, and he's, like, trying to get photos and everything, and and he's like, this woman disappeared, and I don't know what I was following her, and and it was just really weird. And <laughs> I was so following her. He goes back. What? I was following this woman, and then and then I couldn't find her anymore. <laughs> right, and so yeah. it was weird. And so he uh, then uh, he gets obsessed with this idea that she's gone, and that he's going to go find her. Yeah. And he goes back to the subway, and that's when he sees mahogany. Uh, and realizes that this is that he's not all that he seems. And um, he gets obsessed with Mahogany in his search to find the truth as to what the hell is going on. Why is this tall dude yeah. murdering people on the subway? Everything in his life spirals out of control. And I will say that if you had told me what the last act of this movie was really about, yeah. I would have called you a goddamn liar, John. I would have said, you are lying, sir. There is no way that this film is going to go there. Yeah. But it did. And let's <laughs> just say nothing good happens at the end of this. But nothing good. By the way, good uh, good lesson, kids. Don't, um, don't stalk um, a, a serial killer with a... <laughs> with a meat hammer on a subway and expect that good things are going to come. Like I would just leave that alone. So John, what do you, do you think about the midnight meat train? Now, again, it's been a number of years since I've seen it, but I remember getting done with it and being like, Holy fuck. That was incredible. Yeah. You even uh, text because I made you watch this and you're like, Holy yeah, fuck. Oh yeah. God damn time. You watched that movie. Yeah, uh, so I, I loved it. I thought it was like it was, at the time it was unlike anything I had ever seen. Um, it was it was again it was brutal. Um, it was surprising, and uh, and it was very suspenseful, uh, and a lot of like moments where I winced because I was like, "Holy shit!" Uh, but I loved it. I think this is this is like a classic. I really dig this movie a lot. Good deal. What? Um... What what would you rate it? Uh, I am going to uh, rate it. I'm going to rate it four meat tenderizers out of five. Four meat tenderizers out of five. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I made you watch this film because I had the same thing. This it's very rare, I think, for me. Uh, and well, apparently for you, you you don't care if you get scared watching a horror movie. But I I want to I. You know, I seek out, I want to find things that are going to make me feel shit and make yeah. me scared. And this movie scared the shit out of me. I <laughs> couldn't believe how scary this movie was. It was really suspenseful. It was really well done. 
really well acted. And I think I sat with my mouth agape for like an hour or two after it was done. So I knew I had a winner, yeah. uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner for me. Um, you got to watch it. And um, yeah, so um, I'm giving this one like 4.5 meat tenderizers out of five. I, you know, the, the sad thing about this film is that it didn't get a good release at all. The yeah. uh, director of this film didn't like it. And so um, I think, yeah, I got to look up exactly who didn't like it. So they basically, John, they basically released it to dollar fucking theaters. Yeah. Right. So opening weekend, they made 10 bucks or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like dollar theaters. And so nobody except for those in the know knew anything about this film. And then it just started to kind of rise up through word of mouth. Um, and it made a really big splash on DVD and then later in BOD. And it's just a it's a horror classic. I'm just really sad that it never really had its day in the theater because somebody made a judgment on this film who had no right judging this film whatsoever. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, really good stuff. All right, let's go ahead and uh, we'll go. Let's spoil it. Let's spoil it. All right, where do you want to start? Uh, reptiles, I guess. Oh. <laughs> so so it turns out, like, the butcher, you know, Mahogany, uh, he's been killing these people because he's, uh, he's feeding subterranean reptiles. I mean, yeah. did, you, did, I, you, I, did I, you see that I coming? I thought they were demons. Weren't they demons? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, that, I guess. It could be whatever, but, yeah, uh, yeah. They're, they're not human. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, nobody can, nobody who's seen this movie can tell me, oh yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Hey, hey, the, the train gets diverted and everybody he kills gets dropped off and gets eaten. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and the mayor's in on it and the chief of police is in on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's why I said, if you told me this is how it's going to, I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no. And and then uh, poor uh, Bradley Cooper because you know he killed the fucking the butcher, uh, he's got to take over, you know. And, oh. uh, <laughs> he's got to take oh. over and start killing people after he gets his fucking tongue ripped out. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why the butcher doesn't say anything because he's got. Uh, no t- um. Yeah, but he can live for. He lives a quite a long time. He's good. There's a scene where he's like cutting off these like. I don't know. He looks like a leper. He's like cutting off his skin. He has these skin tags that are all over him. They look like mushrooms and shit. And yeah. he keeps them in jars in his fucking bathroom. And that gave me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you know what? The the funny thing, is, not, I shouldn't say funny. My, um, my favorite scene in this movie is when he follows the butcher to... Uh, the uh the stockyard where he's gonna go and kill a you know where he works right yeah and 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 he's so obsessed with it and there's a scene where you know he's following him he's got the thing he's gonna take pictures and this and that and the next thing and there's a scene when Vinny Jones stops and turns his head ever so slightly yeah. and looks right at the cam looks right into the camera yeah and he's looking right at fucking Leon you know Rocket Raccoon He's dead. Like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, we're in the stockyard, and you're going to go, oh, my God. I just, 
chills went up my spine like, oh, you are gone. Because, John, where do you, there's no bed to hide under in the stockyard. There's nowhere to hide at all. There might right? be a train. <laughs> yeah, he, he had to uh, climb up one of the freaking pieces of meat and hang by it. Because yeah. you could look underneath and see, oh, my God, that was insane. Yep. Insanely scary. Like, oh, this, this guy is dead. Oh, my yep. God. Yeah. Yeah, so man. good. Really, really good. Um, Clive Barker also wrote Candyman in uh, 1992. This came out a little bit later. They they originally were going to set the story in Caprini Green and make it part of the Candyman lore. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. That didn't happen, but I'm okay with that. But yeah. that would have been cool. Yeah, man. Very, very cool. All right, man. So... Midnight Me Train, definitely seek it out. Fun movie, brutal movie. Uh, yeah, it's a nice palate cleanser to Mad Men, for sure. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to do something completely different tomorrow, so join us then. Talk to you later.